Hello and welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Alex Hamicky here with the Barton Community College Clawcast. I'm here with head volleyball coach Alan Siegel. And uh, coach, it's your uh, second season overall with the Cougars. Last year didn't really have much of a uh, time to recruit. You guys did really well at 24 and 12 on the year. Uh, you guys had a sophomore, uh, really sophomore heavy team, and you guys were able to to go second in the Jayhawk Conference, uh, defeating a ranked Colby team here at home. You know, what do you enjoy about, what do you enjoy the most, I should say, about your first season here in Great Bend? Well, I think the first season here in Great Bend was, you know, learning experience, getting to know the school, getting to know the kids, because I didn't know them when I got here, and we ended up playing the last part of the season with only eight players, so, you know, the, the eight kids that really stepped up for us did a great job, and we were very competitive, and, um, you know, you, you couldn't ask for much more from that group of kids and then you know they're great you know players but also great student athletes because our GPA won us a national championship with the highest GPA and the of all the junior college volleyball teams in the country so um, you know having you know being good students and you know good athletes makes it you know makes it fun to have um, a, a good program and, and you know with this being your, your second year you were hired somewhat late into last year, so you didn't really have a lot of time to recruit. You only brought one player in. And this year you were able to bring in a, a plethora of players. You, you recruited heavy here in the Sunflower State. You brought in six from Kansas alongside two Division One transfers, two international students as well. Um, you know, what do you like about them? Why did you bring them in? How are they going to make the Barton Cougars better this season? Well, I, I think if you, when you're recruiting, you, you look for, you know, just good people. And... Um, I think all the kids that we have, you know, especially, you know, the ones we brought in this year are all really, really good student athletes. We, you know, the first semester we didn't get to play, but, you know, our team GPA was higher than it was last year. We were 3.89 GPA for the fall semester. So um, you give the kids kudos for, you know, not being able to play and then still doing really, really well in school. I mean, we had nine 4.0s on the team, so that was good. And, um, I think we need, you know, I think it's a good mixture of Kansas kids and, 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 you know, we've got a, a few foreign kids and then some kids from out of state. And, um, I think it's just a good mixture and the team seems to be, you know, liking each other. And that, you know, that's, that's the biggest thing. You just, when you're recruiting, you just don't know how everybody's going to mesh together and, and they've meshed together real well and they like each other and they enjoy each other, which is, you know, makes my team, you know, makes my job a lot easier. And, you know, looking at how your job, you know, COVID's affected your job, of course, obviously. And it's nice to make it better and easier when you think about it. You usually have had, you usually had the spring season last year where you're able to uh, help your kids get recruited a bit. Usually you had the fall season. Usually we're not starting the volleyball season now. Usually we're uh, looking to get midway through your, your spring uh, season, uh, through your tournaments, helping your players get recruited. You've been around the college volleyball world for quite some time, both coaching and officiating. How big of a curveball has this thrown uh, to you in, in, throughout with all your experience? Well, I, I think it, you, have to, you have to find a special way to work with your kids and, and know what this COVID situation has done. Obviously, since we didn't play in the fall and, you know, this year is not counting against their eligibility, so they're getting to play now in the spring. And then even though they get to play this semester, it doesn't count against their eligibility. So they are not losing that year. It's going to make it 
a little more difficult than what you do next year recruiting wise and you have to figure out who's going to want to stay and who not that they don't want to stay is just that they've already been here or been in you know school for a couple of years and they have enough you know enough hours to go and transfer and go to a four-year school where if they stay here taking extra hours may not help them so it's just a fine line on what you're going to do to see what kind of team you'll have in you know in the fall um, playing wise I think it helped us a little bit in the in the fall not playing because we had <clears throat> so many different new players that we were able to do you know some individual work and some you know get individual things done better with individual players and and I think that helps some of our players you know progress to where we're ready to play now but on the other hand you know there's some kids in the program that haven't played in over a year because they played high school season in the fall and and that's a fall and then they had a spring and then a fall and so it's been like almost a year and a half since they played a game and then we have a couple transfers that didn't play at all their first year they registered where they were so literally literally they haven't played in a match in two years and so it's just a learning curve trying to find out what they can do in a match what they can what they're comfortable with how they're going to compete with each other together because you know we just practiced we didn't have any games in the fall and you know and the team's new so it just makes the you know putting the team together a little bit more difficult and seeing who's going to step up to the occasion because you know whether you practice or not you, when you compete in a game and sometimes a couple of our players haven't competed in two years it changes the dynamic sometimes they just got to get used to playing again and you know you guys have been able to kind of figure some things out you you've been to the Heston Classic you've been up to uh, to Wyoming for a, a tournament up there you'll be heading to McCook Nebraska this weekend Let's go back to that season opener you guys had. You guys went down to Heston. You took on Southeast Community College of Nebraska. And then you guys took on uh, Heston College. It's a bit different there as you're looking on the other side of the bench and you see your assistant from last year, Taylor Littleton. She uh, is now the head coach for the Heston Larks. You know, your second match of the year, you're going up against your former assistant. You know, how does that, you know, change your dynamic considering that she knows really what you like to do, uh, coaching style, what you like to, how you like to run things. So how did that change the, the dynamics of that match? I, honestly, I don't think it changed the dynamics at all just because she's she's taken over a program that hasn't been very successful and she's trying to put, you know, a stamp on the kids that are there and trying to just get them to play well together. And, um, um, you know, she didn't have a chance to recruit just like I did the year before. So she was just had the kids that were there and, um, you know, the level of play um was probably not the best you know and and you know it, it was good for us it was like you know it was good for us just to play and, and you know play those two matches at Heston just so we could actually play a match it was the first time we'd played in so long so it was good and then going to you know going to um, Wyoming was a really good a really good thing for us we won three of the four matches the one match we didn't win we didn't play very well it also I've now learned that my team's not good at getting up at 6 a.m. in the morning to play an 8 o'clock in the morning match. We just, we were sound asleep and we were ready to, you know, didn't play well, which it was a good eye-opening experience a couple ways just because they know no matter what's going on or what time they have to play, they have to be focused in on what's going on. So I think that was a good learning experience. And then we played the afternoon match after that, and we won and played better. And so, you know, 
those matches at Heston and Laramie, you know, I mean, and Cheyenne helped us um, play better, you know, and it just it gives us a little bit more experience. And, you know, and then we came home and we had to open up our season on Tuesday night against uh, Hutch. And, you know, Hutch is a really good team and, um, and they're a rival. You know, I've just been here, you know, I've only been here a year and a half or so. And, but everybody talks about Hutch being a the rival, you know, and he, if you can win games, great. But if you can beat Hutch, it's even better. And um, I thought they played, you know, we played really well the first couple games, and then they came back, played well, and then we played better at the end and won the match. And you know, winning winning on the road in a conference match and had and it being Hutch was a, a good win for us. But you know, they're going to come to our place in a few weeks, and we're going to have to play better because they're going to improve, and hopefully, we'll improve. And mentioning about improvement, you guys have picked up a few Conference of the Week honors already. Uh, you guys swept the honors in Week 1. Mylena Testoni won the Offensive Player of the Week. Uh, Hannah Miller won the Setter of the Week. And then Alyssa Herger won Defensive Player of the Week. And then Mylena also then, the, she's taken both Offensive Player of the Week awards. She won the, uh, the Week 2 honors as well. You know, how does that, or what does that confidence boost there give to your girls, you know, knowing that they are the best in the conference that week playing? Well, not to, not to, Turn it around, but Alyssa was the setter of the week, and, and Hannah was oh, the I, defensive I, I player you. of the week. My, but that, my apologies. No, that's fine. No big deal. But um, you know what? I just think those awards, you know, I don't vote on it. The coaches don't vote on it. I don't really – I think it's the sports information directors that vote on it, and I think it's a stat-driven um, award. And, um, you know, I think it's great for – you know, I think it's great for any player in any sport, especially our kids at Barton that have the opportunity to get – you know, recognized for anything. So I, you know, I think in the end, I think it was great that our kids got recognized. I, um, Melaine has played real well. You know, we get her the ball when we need to, and she's, you know, she's um, a pretty good player. And Hannah is a freshman. You know, just starting her, you know, starting her career out, and she's played real well. She, you know, she, she was, I think she was national player of the week also as a libero. So besides being conference player of the week, she was national player of the week, and. To get those accolades is a pretty a pretty cool thing when you're first starting out your career. So, you know, all three of them deserved it. And, you know, it's, you know, the competition is going to get harder. And, you know, we just need to, you know, to um, getting keep getting better. If we just keep getting better, you know, the awards come just because you've earned them. And I think that's the best part about it. This weekend, you guys are heading to, to McCook, Nebraska for the uh, McCook Classic, as I mentioned earlier. Uh, four games on, uh, tomorrow, actually, you guys will take on uh, Central Community College at noon, and you'll take on Eastern Wyoming at 6. And on Saturday, you guys will take on McCook at noon, and then you'll take on Trinidad State at 6 o'clock. You know, just looking into that, I mean, I'm sure you've probably watched some game film on the teams. What are you looking forward to? Uh, looking, what are you looking for, look, looking forward to as well as you guys head up to, to McCook this weekend? Um, you know what? I, I, to be quite honest, I don't watch much film at all I when we go to tournaments against other teams that aren't in our league I pretty much don't really watch video on them I you know that's these matches are they don't count against our league scanning and obviously they count on our regular season but they don't count when it comes to our region and our in our league and it's an opportunity for me to play all of our players and get them experience and and um and you know, and 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 play some matches against teams that we wouldn't normally see. I know McCook will be good. You know, they're very. You know, the, I know the coach, and she does a really good job. I know Eastern Wyoming played 
Hutch last weekend in tournament, and that match went five. So I know they're really good. Um, we played the central team last week and, and played well and beat them. But, you know, they've got some good players. And then the Trinidad State team, I couldn't tell you anything about them. So, you know, and that's pretty much when we go to these tournaments, is so, I tell my team we put a, sort of put a sheet up over the net. And if we take care of our side of the court and do the things we need to do on our half of the court, good things will happen. You know, and you can't really worry about what the other team's doing. We just need to focus in on what we do and, and, and make ourselves better every time we play so that we get more consistent and, 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 and be a better team as the season goes on. And then you guys turn around then on Monday. You guys have Sunday off. And then on Monday, you guys will take on the Pratt Beavers here at home for the home conference opener. That game will have some fans in it, as uh, with the conference lessening, or I guess I should say loosening their restrictions. Uh, fans will be allowed. For anybody listening, uh, please uh, be updated with us on the Barton Community College Athletic Department website as we get those guidelines figured out. Uh, but you're, you're looking forward, and I'm sure your players are looking forward to having uh, some fans in the stands. You guys have only played in empty gyms all year so far. Yeah, it's pretty. it's been pretty interesting going to these games and tournaments and stuff like that and we'll go in this weekend McCook's not going to have any fans so you're playing in a gym and it's one team and another team and a couple people scorekeeping and the referees and it's like dead silent and it's it's been very interesting to play in that dynamic because you never usually do that so um, I know the girls are real excited about playing at home for the first time because we'll have played what um, 11 matches by then you know and so we wouldn't have played at home in first 11 matches so it's a league game, which is huge, and it's a home match for the first time this year, and we're the first team that's going to be able to have fans in the stands, and I know, you know, like our Kansas kids, those parents are all going to come and watch, and, um, you know, I'm sure we'll have a, you know, okay crowd, you know, if it's 25%, and I don't even know how many, you know, I don't even know how many seats we have in our gym, but if we have 1,500 seats in our gym and it's 25%, that, you know, we might be able to have, you know, five or six hundred people if that came. I mean, volleyball games, we might get a hundred people at the game. So I'm sure we, if we get a hundred people and they're, self, they're there and they're social distancing and they've got their masks on, it'll be a, a great experience for the kids just to be able to play, you know, with their families and their friends in the, in, in the arena, which will be, which will be nice because it has been an interesting situation playing these games with nobody in the gym and it just being really quiet. So... I know they're all excited about it, and I, I think it's good that all our sports are going to start being able to have fans because I think, you know, a lot of the kids live in the dorms, a lot of kids know each other, and, you know, they like to support each other, so it'll be cool that we're able to have some fans in the, in the stands supporting, you know, supporting the kids. Last question here for you, Coach. Preseason rankings came out a few weeks back. Seward County, the defending runner-up, they were first in the conference. They've, fell in, they've fallen a couple of times so far in the preseason uh, before getting into league uh, play. Colby's right behind him at number two. We come in at number three, uh, followed by Hutch, a team that we beat last week, and then Butler and Independence, followed by Dodge City, Garden City, and Pratt. You know, do you expect any, I guess, shake-up in the, in the league uh, between oh, yeah. the, the preseason and the, what things we'll look at? I, line, I, I should say at the end of the I, I think those preseason rankings are done by what everybody did the, the year before. And, you know, Dodge has a new coach. And they've got a lot of really good players, and they, you know, they played, um, you know, they played Colby the other night and lost in five, which was a great, you know, a great match. Garden's got a new coach. Well, I, you know, Patrick's been there two years now, but he's got new players, and they beat Hutch, you know, the first week of the, you know, so they've got some good wins, and they've been playing better. 
Yeah, Colby's always really good. Seward's loaded. I mean, you know, they're, they they do things a little different there, and, you know, and they're always loaded in volleyball, and, and they've got a new coach, and, you know, uh, Lisa does a really good job at Butler, and, you know, I, I just think anybody on any given night has got a chance to beat anybody in the league. I, I think Seward definitely is, you know, the cream of the crop right now. I think Colby is right there with them. Um, you know, I think, you know, we have opportunities, you know, we're, we're a good team. We just need to be better. We're young. Um, uh, you know, I think Garden, you know, Dodge all, you know, got some wins in the league now and, um, they're playing good. So, you know, you just, you have to prepare every day to be ready to play anybody in our league. Independence is good. And, you know, um, Pratt, I don't know much about Pratt, I, but, you know, I don't take anybody for granted. I think, you know, those rankings in the beginning are pretty much for what they, you know everybody saw from last year and and you know I mean we only have two players back on our team from last year so it's you know it's 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 a whole new situation and you know we just have to play every game and see how it goes and you know just keep getting better so um, I'm looking forward to the league season starting but um, on that you know we've already won we're one and zero and we just need to be better every time we play. Alrighty, that's going to wrap things up here for the ClockCast. I'm Alex Hamick, here with volleyball head coach Alan Siegel. Coach, thanks again for your time, and we hope to have you again listening to the next Cougar edition of the Barton Community College ClockCast.